and these religious practices are important, says the writer of the Gospel of St. Luke. At the same time, rituals and litanies are not vehicles to prop up illusions of security and control. They are the guardrails that serve to expand and grow the Holy Spirit. Einstein, I think it was, that said chance favors the prepared mind. Let me say this a different way. If you want to be a fabulous musician or a fabulous organist like Lucas Brown here, the first thing you're going to have to do is learn the scales. If you are a fantastic artist, I know there are at least two of you in this room, it's best to know how to mix primary colors first. Yet Simeon and Anna are steeped in the laws of ritual. They grew up with religion, and it is because of this that they can be open to faithful visioning. Church, this isn't about everyday Sunday church attendance. I see people in the grocery store, they say, oh, I'm sorry, I haven't been in church. I always say, I don't keep the attendance book. This is not a veiled attempt to get you to help sign up with one of the many ministries that could use your presence. It is less about religion and rules and more about a commitment to a power that is greater than you and following it. Serving in the house of the Lord is a great way to relativize our ego that says we are oh so important. Frank Wesner, what a joy to be a housekeeper or a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord. It's less about religion and more about a commitment to increase the presence of God in our lives. Though it is clear that being in the temple certainly was key here. Paying attention to the house and being about the house is vital. When a few of us were first looking at remodeling the parlor in there, what's now the bean parlor, and if you're new here, you cannot possibly remember what it looked like prior. But when we first went to look at it, we went to the Lutheran church to look at the beautiful renovations they had done, and Pastor Wayne Check said something to us I will never forget. And he said, if we don't take care of the details of the church and the property, why on earth would people think that we would care about the details of their lives? What's beautiful about this passage is that it's an excellent combination of both the law and the Holy Spirit, legalism and inspiration, scripture and revelation, and the two working in concert together to bring these visionaries together from all walks of life to explode the power and wisdom of the Holy Spirit. Remember, the temple comprised more than 35 acres of buildings and courts. The fact that these people all found each other? Who are these people, these visionaries? Friends, they are John the Baptist. What was that thing within John the Baptist without a wink or a prompt said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. They are Saul the Pharisee who was blinded and paralyzed on the road to Damascus only then to be transformed from a murderer of Christians to the church planter of the New Testament world and an author of a majority of that testament. Yes, are you aware that the majority of our New Testament is written by a murderer of Christians who was then reoriented by the 
Holy Spirit. A vision is not a passing emotion. A vision has clear, emphatic direction. Who are these people? They are the people of Jerusalem who were driven out into the wilderness to hear John the Baptist preach a baptism of repentance, driven out into danger to hear John say, change your life, change your ways. The king is coming. And they went. All of these visionaries, full of both the law and the spirit, collide powerfully in this passage. Simeon and Anna are here to remind us that perhaps we crack open our churchy rituals and their buried dimensions exhumed. And if enough of these ancient insights enrich the festive fantasies of the secular world, the two may find, and at the very least, kiss each other. We need visionaries, poetic warriors, that can weather both tradition and time and yet stay focused on the vision of the future. God's voice cannot always be reduced to paper and order. Proverbs 29, without vision, the people will perish. Which leads to the second quality of visionaries that we read clearly in this passage, and that is, visionaries maintain a fidelity to the truth of the vision at all costs. No sooner than we see the celebrations of the moment, of the buoyancy of the Spirit, Simeon leans over and whispers in Mary's ear that the advent of the babe is also the advent of conflict. In the same breath, Simeon says Jesus will be cause for division and social change. Simeon comes out with it. This prophet who shares intimacy with the Holy Spirit, says point blank, discipleship is not exclusive of hardship. For those who choose to follow him, the call is to commitment, potential sacrifice, and the big one, openness to change. Visionaries are called at all costs to a clear eye. You know, if you want a quarterback, you got to know the whole playing field. All of it. Visionaries are called to a clear eye, and that's the fear, isn't it? That we'll see something that will change us. That we'll do something that will change us. And that will change how other people see us. And here are the facts. It will. It absolutely will. And this is the word that I have for you today. Is that life has showed Simeon and Anna that you cannot unsee a thing, especially as a visionary. Steve Biko, and I may get that pronunciation wrong, Steve Biko was a well-known anti-apartheid leader and a leading proponent of black consciousness. In 1977, while he was in custody of the South African police, he was brutally tortured and murdered, and his death became the rallying point for many in the freedom struggle. Alice Biko's mother talked openly about both the anguish and the hope that had been part of being the mother of such a son. And in one of her last conversations with her son, she told him how difficult it was to be always worried about him being arrested and put into jail. 
how she never slept at night until she knew he was home. And he had responded by reminding her that Jesus had come to redeem his people and set them free. Are you Jesus? She had asked impatiently. Steve had gently answered her, no, I'm not. But I have the same job to do. I've always said that if you are truly following Jesus, you're going to do a little bit of jail time. At the very least, you're going to butt up against the justice system repeatedly. Because as a follower of Christ, you cannot live in this world and possibly be happy or at ease or have the slightest bit of peace with the way things are going, can you? One time I was in a position where I had to testify in court, and actually, truthfully, I've been in that position several times. And I was in a meeting with two lawyers, and there were three detectives, and they were showing me video footage. And I was there to testify on behalf of a person, and the video footage that they were showing me did not paint this person in a very good light. And there was an insinuation being made that was then stated out loud, because if they showed that video footage, it would probably affect my character. And they said out loud, well, we don't want to ruin your good name. <laughs> I got Italian real quick. I said, my good name? I have not had a good name since 1998. November 22nd, as a matter of fact. And that's the day I made a radical decision to accept Christ into my life as an adult woman. And it has served me well, both in this world and in the kingdom. My good name? God knows my name. Always has, always will. Whether I like it or not. Has had me on lockdown for long enough that it is trying my patience. <laughs> and this is the word that I have for you today. Life has shown me that once you see a thing, you cannot unsee it. God's word is perfect and does not need to be added to or taken away. You know it when you hear it. You know it when you see it. You can't explain why it is. It just is. And that thing is going to hunt you down and pursue you until you are old. I'm going to tell you that right now. You cannot finesse people that have a genuine relationship with the Father. You cannot finesse people that have a genuine relationship with the Father. Dr. Felix Anderson writes, Those that hear cannot be hustled. Those that see cannot be scammed. It is impossible to be in a constant dialogue of divinity. And in his words, let there be a possibility of people pimping you. A vision is not a cause to champion church. A vision is an overmastering relationship with the Christ. Full stop. Habakkuk 2.3, though the vision tarries, wait for it, for it will surely come. Always has, always will. Let me put this a different way in closing. From an article in Vanity Fair, authors and producers Erwin Winkler and Robert Chartoff write this. In 1975, as we walked the unknown actor Sylvester Stallone out of our office, he said, I got an idea for a story about a fire. If I write the script, will you promise you'll read it? Well, we did. 
And in spite of the fact that United Artists offered the struggling salon $250,000 to let either Ryan O'Neill or Burt Reynolds star in the film based on Sly's script, he held firm and said, Bob Chertoff and Erwin Winkler promised me I could star in it and I believe in them. United Artists tried inflating the budget to quash its obligation to make the movie, but we took a gamble, came back with a lower budget, and personally guaranteed the film's completion. We shot it in 28 days and persuaded United Artists to release it in time for Academy Award consideration. On opening day, 47 years ago, this past November, we were standing outside a theater on 2nd Avenue reading the New York Times review by Vincent Candy, a, quote, sentimental little slow movie, an unconvincing actor imitating a love. Be warned. Our old friend Peter Falk came up to us, and we said, Peter, look at this review. It's awful. It's going to kill a movie. And Peter said, do me a favor. Now go inside. The audience is standing cheering. Vincent Canby's review is framed and sits right next to our respective Best Picture Oscar for Rocky. Trust that thing that's inside of you, that you can't describe, that knows. So every day, do something that won't compete. Love the Lord, love the world, work for nothing. Take a gamble. Love someone who does not deserve it. Plant sequoias. Be joyful. Practice resurrection, even though you have considered all the facts. In the name of the Creator, and of Christ, and of the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please rate and review this podcast so that we can reach more people with the good news of Jesus Christ. To support our ministry, go to www.haddonfieldprez.org and click on the Give tab at the top of the page. Grace and peace be with you.